1: Welcome to Healthcare Now, and
2: thanks for joining us on this Saturday afternoon. I'm Dr. Mark. I'm here with my co-host, Larry. Larry Jones, how are you doing today? Good
3: afternoon, Dr. Mark. Glad to be with you again today. Yep. We've, As always,
2: it's kind of like redundant. We always say, man, we have a lot to talk about. I mean, this we is a really weekly really show, <laughs> and I mean, we're always always piled in, so I don't know. I guess that's yeah. all good. You know, and we're we,
3: going to talk about uh, cost of Medi- uh, Medicare. We're going to talk yep. about the healthcare cost. We're also going to talk a lot about Medicare and commercial healthcare fraud. Today, too, yep. we've got a lot of data on that,
2: and for the first time since I can remember, we're not going to talk about COVID for an entire segment. We've got a couple of topics, two minutes. Yeah, man, it's great. It's <laughs> great. I mean, I think you could probably uh kind of follow the number of positive cases and how much we talk about it, and it's right. probably follow the same line. But we do have some good news, yeah, it is. It is good
3: news. Go ahead. Uh, the first week that the five to eleven Pfizer vaccine was available, they actually vaccinated nine hundred thousand kids across the America in that five to eleven, and there were another seven hundred appointments scheduled. not a bad start. Seven hundred thousand. Yeah, 700,000. Not a bad start.
2: Yeah, so we're looking at getting pretty close to two million in in short order. In the first week. Yeah, and there the hope is we get. Twenty-eight million total. Sure. So yeah, that is pretty good. And I've heard uh, of a lot of friends that have uh, taken the kids in, and everybody's. Yep, I have too. Good, yep. good, positive stuff. So that's exciting. And the other news with Pfizer is their the medication that they've come out with. Yes. And interestingly, you know that may end up being the pill you're talking about. Yeah, the about. pill. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may end up being something very. Uh, Positive for our future and the long term dealing with yep. this disease. So we'll see what it is. Well, they they just sent a bunch of it overseas um, uh, as a generic brand yes. free, mm-hmm. and so we'll, that'll that'll give us a little data of what's what's going to
3: happen. Well, you know there. where I think that could go, and, and you've talked about this in the past about vac- helping vaccinate the world. Mm-hmm. Currently in America, we have about one hundred and seven thousand million. Uh, I mean one hundred and seven million, million yeah. Americans not vaccinated, and that's age five and above. Right, and most new infections are from non-vaccinated individuals. Totally. And this pill that you're talking about could help with that if they, in fact, do get the infection. Right. Yeah. And it's
2: kind of like uh, Tamiflu is with the flu, right? Yeah, exactly. So the idea yeah. is it's going to lessen the severity of the infection, keep yep. people out of the hospital, which right. sounds a lot like the vaccine. But it's a combination of things. And I think that's, that's what science does. I mean, we, we're not going to get everybody vaccinated. It's no. not going to happen. No. So this is another good thing. Yep. There was one other article I was, we were talking yep. about that, you know, it was kind of complicated. But it was really talking about whether we should be following antibody levels. How do we know who needs the booster? Right. And the reality, we've talked about this on the air since the well, beginning. The
3: only article that we had seen in the past was a study by Cleveland Clinic. And mm-hmm. then you came up with this new article.
2: Right. And so yeah. th- this one, the FDA is certainly discouraging. Going out and just randomly testing people and saying, you know, yes, you have antibodies. Yes, you you don't need the booster. You do need the booster. And it's like we've said many times on the show, we don't have the data. We do not know. We may never know. And the studies or the FDA's concern is there's all these different companies putting out testing devices, and and people are spending money on them, and it's really not giving you anything.
3: And that test can be over $100. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a and, whole myriad. And
3: insurance of, doesn't cover
2: it. And, and no one really knows if yeah. you can get one for $25 on right. eBay, it's probably yeah. not telling you anything. That's right. So just got to be careful with that and be patient that we are going to get more information as things go forward.
3: And, Dr. But, Mark, I think the message there is for our listeners, if you feel you do need to get tested, check with your physician right right before you do
2: anything yeah you're just going to be able to use that test to determine whether or not you need a booster right right Right. or whether the things that we do know is is if you've had covid you can still benefit from the shot yes and you know then they've got all sorts of people are going to be printing man there's so many publications out there on on every bit of minutiae on covid and vaccines and I mean, there's going to be a lot of data but to make sense of of the care plan which is what we need to do at the end of the day so as as caregivers we have to have an actual plan and this has all happened so quickly we're changing the plan every week right and so you know the it'll get better
3: yeah and it will but you know i think too I, I actually went to a uh dancing for diabetes at the uh dr phillips center for performing arts Very saturday nice. night my my uh, oldest granddaughter performed there oh, with cool. her dance team and to get in you you had to show your
2: card. Yeah, yeah we did that. And too.
3: you had to wear a mask.
2: Right, right. Yep, yep. And I, I did see, I was there right. at a show a few weeks ago with my wife. Same and, thing. And yep. people in front yep. of us that didn't have their card, yep. and then you go the whole politics of if you're not allowed to ask, yeah, it's it's just oh, a it mess, was you know? You know, And it they're was just trying to be careful. Though, They don't want news that, that there I was a big breakout. I did not see
3: but. one incident where someone tried to buck the system. No. And the bottom line is they weren't going to let you in unless yeah. you had your card.
2: Yep, yep. There was It was set up. It was set up. Very <laughs> yeah, professionally yeah, done. It was. Uh, done in a, in a kind way. And yeah. so But it, but, yeah, but we're I did hear a couple of people
3: tell them, you know, you can't ask me for this card. I heard A couple people say that, but they then they handed them their card. Right, right. right. Well, that's the
2: world we live in. That's right. So we've delivered a little bit of good news. Uh But I'll just say. A caution to listeners, this next little piece is gonna tick you off. Yep. So talk to me about Medicare.
3: You know, Dr. Mark, we've been on the air almost a year now and we have done everything we can to help our Medicare beneficiaries, Medicare age sixty five and older, to under not only understand their Medicare programs, but what's available. And it's interesting that right now we're going through open enrollment until December seventh. But there's some alarming news that came out last Friday. About Medicare Part B premiums for 2022. Right. Uh, right now, Medicare beneficiaries pay 148.50 out of their Social Security that covers the Part B. Yep. And we've talked about that specifically. It comes have. right and out of Social Security. How those all work. Everybody pays right. that. Yep. Beginning age 65, mm-hmm. you pay that quarterly until you get on Social Security. at 66, and then it automatically comes out of your Social Security. Right. So that 148.50 was targeted to increase for 2022 beginning January to 15850 CMS announced Friday that that 14850 is going to 17010 a 14 and a half percent increase right
2: and that's you said quarterly or monthly? That's monthly. That's monthly, okay. That's yeah. Monthly. It yeah. is quarterly. 17010
3: coming out of your social security beginning January payment. Right. For and just part B alone.
2: And the fact that it automatically comes out, so most people will rece- receive their social security payment directly deposited into their bank account. Right. They don't they don't necessarily see a check or an evaluation. It's, of, a, it's an uh, auto know, deposit. It's an auto deposit. Yep. Yep. Right. And so now it's going to be that much less and a lot of people well, are going to notice be it from
3: it $148.50 to seventy ten which is uh, what about twenty two dollars yeah so
2: it's going to show up twenty two dollars less every month yep. and you know if, or if you're a couple, yep. right, so you're going to see forty four or forty five right. bucks yep. and you may or may not notice that. And I had said to you Larry, why why are we just hearing about this cuz this yep. is a decision made at CMS. Yep. This yep. isn't something that's voted on in Congress, yep. right? Yep. And and well, let's go we'll talk about uh, I, a little I more. I think it was
3: intentional, Dr. Mark, because I think they the Biden administration and of course they take their direction from CMS takes their direction from the Biden administration of course. Of course. and Medpac, the Medicare Payment Advisory Commission, and we didn't see anything that it was going to go mm-hmm. up that no. high. Under Medpac over the last six months, and but we, there's another piece that also, aside from the one seventy ten, the admission per admission deductible right. is going to go from 1484 to 1556. Right, so seventy two dollars more. So it's going
2: up, yep. and the only balance to that is the cost of living increase, which, which is, is a six and a half percent. That's right. So we're looking at. Upwards of twenty percent increasing yep. in these fees. So you
3: can forget the six and a half percent. I know. So
2: you're still going to get it, dinged it about fifteen percent. Yeah. No, yep. I know. I know that the Medicare bucket is in sad shape. It is, and I know that some some of the money. In, in the the rescue plan if you will is supposed to go in that direction. Yep. But here we're really taking it out of the pockets of those who need it most. Yep. Folks that are on a fixed income. Yep. And Larry we were talking about another angle on this. Okay. So so you're you're a you're a recipient. Yes. But you're also fully employed, so you're still paying into the yep. system.
3: Beneficiary. Beneficiary, yeah. Medicare is considered beneficiary, Medicaid is considered recipient.
2: Ah, very good. Good, okay, good. good, So so you're beneficiary and mm-hmm. so you've got you're still paying into the system. Yep. On on your on when You know your tax. Social Security. My wife and I both. And so at the same time, since you have an income, Mm -hmm. the cost of your coverage with Medicare. Is
3: depending on your income, right? It can be, up and this happened during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. It can go up as much as three times that one seventy ten, right? Depending on the level of your income.
2: So you're looking at a regular commercial plan yeah. at that point.
3: Well, if you're paying, let's say it is three times. That's what five hundred and ten dollars and thirty cents, right? So you add the five thirty, you add a two hundred and twenty five dollars supplement. That's what seven fifty. You multiply that times two. You're paying fifteen hundred dollars a month for health. Insurance.
2: that's what i pay for health insurance exactly i mean that's what I now
3: the only difference there is there are no deductibles right or co-pays out of that if you're straight medicare with a plan right. f supplement right right right, right. yeah and so, again the plan f is not the same plan f no, you have, Yeah, you i grandfathered got grandfathered in, in but you can't get that plan now yeah it's yep, a different plan yep no so there's deductibles and co-insurance included in it let me just say mm-hmm. there
2: is no way <laughs> That the average no. person is going to follow this stuff. No. No. They're not going to know. Yeah, I've been I mean, doing
3: this for twenty five years, Doctor Mark. Well, they keep yeah. they keep pulling the
2: rug out from under. Yep. yep. And now, and I I think that people go through. Yep. Let's let's just say the the majority of Americans that are on Medicare right now uh-huh. are and Social work, Security and Social are yep. they working Americans who've gotten to retirement. Yep. And they, they have, they've worked their life's budget and they yep. have a plan. Yep. They don't plan for this.
3: Well, the thing is, if you're fortunate enough to have good health where you can still work and have an income after retirement or after you're eligible for Medicare and Social Security, why I paid the same amount that everyone else paid? And more. Why should I be penalized? Yeah,
2: arguably more.
3: Yeah, because I. Uh, have an income. Right. It's just, and that was the Obama, that was actually brought in about 2010.
2: Yeah. No, that, yeah, that's the, that's not a have and have nots argument. I think it's
3: double taxation. It it really is. It really
2: is because you're continuing to contribute and you've likely contributed more than the next person. You're not taking anything away from anyone who can't work there. That's why the coverage exists. Right. So it doesn't matter if you're on disability, you're going to get the certain benefits through Medicaid. Right. But. That that all makes sense. Yep. But on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. coming in after how many years that Medicare has been around, yep. suddenly Obama. 1965. Yeah. So Obama yep. changes it up to uh, yep. kind of give it a little double taxation. Medicare has
3: been around for 56 years. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I, I mean, don't either.
3: Well, you know, we talk about the Medicare Trust Fund, and we've talked to our listeners about that. They're saying now, 2026, it'll be depleted. But if they, it seems to me that the way that they're doing it, they're just trying to find every avenue to add revenue to the Medicare program to keep it alive.
2: I mean, where do you see privatization coming into this? Yeah, I mean, because we've seen privatization on the Medicaid side. Mm -hmm. We see the uh, venture capital groups coming in and buying up these Mm -hmm. these things and managing them for the states. I can't imagine that there's not somebody licking their chops and thinking, man, I can make money doing this.
3: Yeah. Well, let me tell you another one, and I, I didn't bring this to the show today, but there is legislation to move Medicare age 65 eligibility to age 60. So, oh. can I ask you something, Doctor Mark? Who's going to pay for that?
2: Yeah. Well, and it, how many? And they people? say
3: it'll lower health care costs. It'll also drive taxes up. Yeah, it's just going to shift
2: things around. That's, that's, right. that's, all that's, right. that's all it does. That's, that's, right. does. that's all it does. That's right.
3: You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare with Doctor Mark and Larry Jones. And uh, our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us, which, by the way, is a temporary email. We will be changing that in the future as we uh, continue to grow and uh, add to our communications. But Dr. Mark, will be right back.
1: You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Integrated, independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark
4: Chayot, MD. Practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical technology and education, accepting all major insurance. 407 228 or 774 or visit OrlandoPediatricSurgery.com.
1: Welcome
2: back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. And uh, before the break, we gave a little tickler that we were going to talk about the new uh, Biden FDA pick. It's and been a
3: year since we've a had actually a, a, an official leader of the right. FDA,
2: and, and let's let's before we talk about the, the current mm-hmm. appointment. So, what were some of the things that delayed it? One was they wanted somebody new; they wanted somebody that wasn't connected Tied to, to the pharma
3: pharma industry. Um,
2: you know, I mean, it, it was well about, six it was a days after
3: Biden was inaugurated, mm-hmm. he dismissed the FDA current commissioner under the Trump administration, and then for he's had nine. Uh, temporary commissioners between now and then, yep. which is just less than a year. Man. And they finally picked Dr. Robert Calif C-A-L-I-F-F, who, by the way, was a former commissioner of the FDA in the final year of the Obama administration.
2: Okay, so now I'm going to ask the listeners to zip back on our, on our previous shows where we talked about the appointments, and nearly every appointment was someone who had been involved in the Biden administration. Absolutely. And I'm not commit I'm not saying that they are good or they're yeah. bad, but they're certainly not new blood. They're not new blood. I mean no. there were a couple yeah. of people that were and i think some of those ne- you know have many any of approved, his yeah.
3: cabinet many of biden's cabinet came from the obama oh administ- yes i mean oh, yes. Yeah, obama the obama majority administration as well yeah
2: so anyway so now we've said that and so tell us about tell about well dr. let me Califf. tell you that.
3: they say that dr Califf is one of the most experienced clinical trialists in the country and he has experience and expertise to lead the fda right. during a critical time in the nation's fight to end this pandemic Okay, And uh, that came from uh, a Biden uh, administration right. statement. So, he's, so a, he's obviously qualified. Oh, I'm sure.
2: He's an academic. Yep. He's, yeah. He's, but he has been, he's been in the area before. He's 70 years old. Yep. And, I mean, I don't know. We'll see, well, we'll here's see what he the has the issue. to do. Here's yep. the
3: real issue. Uh, he has received personal consulting fees from Merck, Amgen, Biogen, Genentech, Lilly, and Boehringer Ingelheim. Interesting,
2: interesting. I mean, I wonder if that's I mean, if that's part and parcel to the FDA today. Probably. I don't, know. I don't know. have you. Have you uh, looked at the, uh, the the show that's on right now on opioid addiction uh, on Hulu called Dope Dopesick? Michael Keaton.
3: Uh, you sent me something yeah. on that.
2: Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. That, so it's a, it's a big discussion about the FDA in the days yeah. of oxycotton, and uh, it's eye-opening. And if you kind of go back to that and then listen to this, you start paying attention who these appointments are, because it's very, very important. Yes, it um, is. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of, it runs a lot of things that in the economy as well as in healthcare. So it's, it's a little nuts.
3: Well, it's interesting. You talk about opioid because after a while, we're going to little talk about a California Supreme court ruling, mm-hmm. uh, our orange County superior court ruling about, uh, opioids. Oh, okay, so uh, we're going jump to talk back about a later? that later. Okay. Yeah. Great. A little later. great.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I did want to jump back to a topic that we, we was really big uh, back in July and August. Yep. Uh, um, we talked a lot about Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's research. Um, We'll, we'll start off. You want to start off talking about Alzheimer, yeah. or do you want to t- go with, uh, go another direction?
3: Well, you know, I think it's uh, there. There have been a couple articles recently about, uh, you know, we've been through a pandemic, and now there is another emerging crisis that could catch us off guard if we don't become prepared, and that's the hospital emergency stemming from dementia, right? and alzheimer's
2: right just the sheer numbers the
3: sheer numbers they're saying that's an estimated one in three seniors will die with alzheimer's. Wow. Today Mark, Dr. Mark that's staggering. No, yeah. That's and staggering. To be
2: clear so not dying from but dying with. with. And dying then, with So, the so yes. in some ways you know when you look at how debilitating it can be while there's still alive, life yeah I mean, that's it, right. it, it's really that's difficult right. that's really right. difficult.
3: Yeah. And and I think the the important thing here is they're talking about alzheimer's research and they make the statements it's time for disruptive innovation and I think it's all about they're building what these uh, uh, uh centers in these hospitals. Yeah, the memory deal, care centers. The memory care centers mm-hmm. just to deal with these people uh and help families. I know I know I dealt with my dad. Now he didn't have Alzheimer's, he had dementia. For eight years he lived yeah. with my wife and I before he passed away. Right. And right. he did pass away from uh with or not from but with sure. uh, I
2: mean it's a huge contributing factor. I mean they it you is. know it's yeah. Yeah, I mean it is part and parcel to you know poor health and but the issue here is for many years, support for memory loss, are these memory care centers, how to, as you said, how to take care of these yep. individuals, yep. and it's great. I mean, that's important, no yep. question, but the amount of research that's yep. come out of dollars that have been put forth is a little bit lacking. Right. Right. Now, we, we did talk about that monoclonal antibody.
3: Yep. Well, before uh, you yep. talk about yep. the adihem, let me mention one more thing. These The larger hospital systems today are Putting together what they call a BERT Center. And it's Behavioral Emergency Response Team. Mm -hmm. And they're building these BERT centers to handle these. Uh, Alzheimer's and dementia patients yep. in the major major cities today right. so I thought that's a good thing
2: yeah there I was just talking to a friend of mine who's done some work up in Georgia on mm-hmm. uh, emergency medical services mm-hmm. and one of the programs that they've really burgeoned up there was a, a program where they had a mental health response team that was specific because you know one right. of the ways you don't probably you don't want you know the uh, ladder and the tank truck to, to respond to that's every right. call That's right. So Sometimes you need yep. different access, different resources. So in order to make those decisions, you, know, you have to work with your 911 call system and whatnot. But that can be yep. that can be very valuable.
3: Well, you know, this November has been determined uh, National Alzheimer's Disease Month. Mm. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't not. know that. I didn't and know that. the reason is that back in 1906, a German psychiatrist called Alois Alois Alzheimer, presented an article and said that a particular malady of the cerebral cortex at an annual conference in Germany back in 1906, he identified this. Interesting. And so the Reagan administration in 1985 designated November as Alzheimer's month. Mm. You
2: know, I haven't heard a lot about that. And you would think mm-hmm. that that would be fodder for getting fundraising. Yes, um, and there's definitely the Alzheimer's Society. There's definitely groups that are supportive oh, yeah. here, but yep. but the level of research uh, is is probably, yeah. and you know maybe yeah. more is going. I, I don't I don't but pretend then you to know were that's about going to talk about out,
3: out and, of him. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, we, well, we announced
2: we announced that this was this monoclonal antibody, and we immediately said the biggest problem was that it cost $56,000 just for the drug, yeah. not not including the testing and, and the, the maintenance and yeah. all that. Yep. And then yep. later, after we talked about that, the, the discussion was, well, geez, you know, we don't really know if the testing was all that good and, you know, how how things went. And so back in July, so this is a drug that was brought out by Biogen. So back in July, the Biogen stock jumped up to about over $400 a share. Well, it's back down to under 300 now, about 270 Yep. yep. And I haven't heard anything about this drug. That's, I mean, it, it kind let, of fell off you go the go, charts. Yeah, if you, you go searching for it, well,
3: if you remember, many of the large health systems and the and the not, payers said they're it. not going to cover it, yeah. because of the cost. Yeah, so that's and again, well, the, you remember, then, the it was cost
2: was the first thing. Cost, th- and then, we identified the that idea, early on, right? Then the idea yeah. that the FDA gave it emergency approval, mm-hmm. and based on what? And they, they, what they thought know. was yeah, a good right, clinical right, and so trial. The, the clinical trial yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is in question now. The idea of a monoclonal antibody working here is very intriguing and I can only hope that some of the competitors out there have got their labs cranked up mm-hmm. and they're going to come out with something that's new and innovative along those lines because yep. you know it's typically a very safe application mm-hmm. and I mean it, and it makes sense that it could work right. but but this was I don't know very, very disappointing it might be the most disappointing drug news of the year
3: well and and let me give you some stats that did did stagger me when I saw this in 2017 someone in the united states developed alzheimer's disease every 66 seconds yeah they're diagnosed mark. yeah diagnosed, diagnosed. Yep, every, and every minute by 2050 yeah. they say that'll be cut in half to every 30 seconds Mm. And an interesting piece of this, in twenty fifteen we spent two hundred billion dollars on Alzheimer's treatment, and they're saying by twenty forty that'll go to over five hundred billion dollars.
2: Yeah. I tell you, I'm sure our listeners are sitting here Those are and, staggering and they're, numbers. they're thinking, why? What what is going on? Yeah. Now part of the number increase is diagnosis codes. And
4: part,
2: the aging yeah, population. Yeah. And yep. you know, part of it is that we've called certain things. Old timers' disease and gotcha. just age dementia. Memory when loss, it turns out yeah. that it could be Alzheimer's, yeah. it I'm can have a in both senior directions. moment, right? So, yeah. Yeah. so part of it is that, but but absolutely looking ahead at our aging population, this is not something that we can ignore. No, and it's going to. We, we it's waiting for a cure. Yep. I mean, it's it's yep. a it's a problem waiting for a cure. And unlike some things, you know, like we always talk about, we've talked about the cure for cancer for eons. Yep. Well, the the problem with that is cancer is so many different things. Well, Alzheimer's is not. Alzheimer's is True. one thing. Yep. And
3: you know, we well made they they determined that in some uh, autopsies on the brain from people that had severe Alzheimer's, that it was a deficit of two proteins in the brain. Right. and they nailed it down to those two proteins.
2: Right. Well the the build of those and I don't want to get too yeah, clinical yeah. right right. They well, I, know I wouldn't what ask you, you Larry, it. I know you. Yeah, you shouldn't you, really get too right. clinical. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. That's <laughs> right. The re, the red light in the studio starts yeah. to go off that's if right. we get too scientific.
3: But there are some they call them biomarkers in the brain yeah. and those two do uh uh well, chemicals right. or proteins well, well, in the, the brain.
2: Well the amyloid yeah. so the the amyloid that's deposits but so that's what Helm's monoclonal antibody was against was right. was that. So it was these, you know what's really interesting about that? Mm-hmm. We kind of get a little off track here, yep. but if you'll forgive me. That's okay. So when we look at CTE, the the, the cerebral trauma, right. you know, so right. concussive right. trauma, so when they've done autopsies on some of the uh, victims here and, and now seeing this on MRI, they're seeing things they call, I believe they call them tactoids. So these okay. tactoids okay. are these protein things, and, and now with the autopsy data, it looks like the tactoids, and I, I could be totally off on that word i hope i'm not but they are they are essentially the same thing as those amyloid deposits so now we have another brain a brain injury protocol that's resulting in this and what yeah. what some of the scientists are surmising is that it's a response to injury mm-hmm. so with the cte yep. it's response to traumatic injury and with alzheimer's it's something else that's that's damaging the brain right. and then as the brain tries to right. heal, we're laying down those proteins and the proteins are doing harm as far as, you know, the way the, the brain transmits information.
3: Yeah. Well you're pretty close, Dr. Martin, oh, because good. in we this test yep. in this test uh that Alzheimer did in nineteen oh six, he indicated that there were uh two proteins called a neurotic plaque. Right. Neur- neuritic plaque. Neuritic. And a tangled bundles. Yes, tangled That's bundles. That's what they yeah. called them. Yep, yep. And, you know, it's interesting. You talk about the trauma to the head that can cause Alzheimer's. It's also been discovered that diabetes can lead to Alzheimer's it, it, disease.
2: Well, in, yeah, increased rates of Alzheimer's yeah. and diabetics. Yep. And
3: and it's interesting that 35% of America are diabetic, and yet we're looking at these massive increases in Alzheimer's.
2: We've got to get a
3: handle on this, yeah. Dr. Mark.
2: Well, that's an interesting, that's another angle. Yeah. Now, there is a lot of research on diabetes, and I think we are making some headway, not so much changes in care, mm-hmm. but in prevention. Right. So, But that's a really good point, Larry. I mean, mm-hmm. if we pinpoint what... What's upstream, what's increasing the number of cases of Alzheimer's. And what are the big issues? And diabetes is a big issue. Uh, It's a big issue. It's a super, super common issue. We're going to talk
3: more about that as we move forward on the show, too.
2: Yep. I think in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, survey of adults looking at the affordable cost, the unaffordable cost of health care. And we'll uh, kind of kind of take it from there and tease in uh, some of the, the new data that we're worried about. Okay.
3: You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. And uh, our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at us at healthcarenow.us, which by the way is a temporary email. We will be changing that in the future as we uh, continue to grow and uh, add to our communications. But Dr. Mark, will be right back.
1: You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. US healthcare. We're going to a break and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015.
4: Join the movement with us. IPnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chear, MD practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical technology and education, accepting all major insurance. 407 228 or774, or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com.
1: Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. Healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry.
2: Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones and as promised we want to talk about more things money related in healthcare. Yes.
3: We've got a lot of uh, data today that we're going to kind of go through a little bit, but it, we're always concerned about what healthcare costs. Sure. And it's interesting that almost three-fourths of America now believe that their health care affordability and costs are out of reach. Yeah. And that's really yeah. important, Dr. No, Mark.
2: Well, I mean, I think they're... Added to that statement is the stress that people are having, as you know we see the economy being stressed out, we see folks not working, and health care costs, food costs. Yep, energy costs are. Insurance I mean, it costs. It's just piling yep. on. Yep. So seventy four percent of people are worried about that. Yep. So yep. so if they're if seventy four percent let's let's say they're not people they're voters. Right. So if that's on the they mind, they call
3: them adults. Yeah. 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 The adults. If, that, if yeah. that,
2: that's on the mind of seventy four percent of, of voters yep. out there, why are we not seeing exactly. something a little more uh, directed towards that?
3: Right and And aside from the they they say it 's not only health care costs it 's insurance premiums sure it 's uh change in their policies and what 's covered and what 's not covered but I think even important when you talk about seventy four percent are Concerned, seventy percent of adults are unsure about what it's actually going to cost them.
2: But reflect back to what we when we opened today, our first mm-hmm. segment, right? We were talking about Medicare and the the cost there. I bet this number. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how many people even know that's happening yep. i mean is is this focused more on people that are under 65 and i, I yep. don't i don't know what the yep. the uh, robert wood johnson foundation looked at mm-hmm. here but but if it is now add to that the, what we just announced that we learned a few days ago that medicare costs yep. are going to go up
3: and this report actually indicates that with that 74% of people that are concerned those enrolled in medicare have the fewest concerns they obviously they haven't seen uh, their increase uh, for exa- 2022 exactly exa- that's right
2: because that's that increase is easily as large as what you're seeing on the commercial insurer coverage. Right. I mean, because right. and and you and I, I mean, I I set that up every year myself. Exactly. And I see what the increase is. And
3: you deal with the system every day, Doctor Mark. Not only in the hospital, but out of the hospital.
2: Yeah. I mean, you see it from both sides because yeah. we've talked about it was sort of tongue in cheek when we said, you know, we're kind of interested in in where the money is spent. That's exactly what the show is about. That's exactly. And we've said is about. since day one that that we know. We know money is being paid, yep. and we know that most groups mm-hmm. say they don't have any money. Yeah, wait till so they hear
3: about the fraud and abuse gotta, that we're going to talk yeah, about after a while. So, so we have to yeah.
2: see, see where it's going. Yep. And one of the areas that we really get bent out of shape about is is the commercial payers. And so I, I, was, I was having a conversation today with a uh, manager of a, a practice, mm-hmm. uh, and we were talking about how we were getting paid. Okay. And one of the things he brought up was, you know, there was this n- new technique. Now we all know that that you can most of us get paid with direct deposits right into a, the bank account. Right. EFTs, right. right? EFTs. So, yeah. so if you're going to pay for something by EFT, so let's say you're paying your uh, tags for your car. Okay. Typically, that's no added cost. Now, if you want to use your debit card or your 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 credit card, two percent There's, there's going to be yeah. a fee, right? Two or three percent. So yeah. EFTs are free, right? Well, this company has sent this medical practice payment for a service rendered that was a, a paper check that was not cashable, but it had a code and a website. And you could you go to the website, put in the code, you could get the evaluation of benefits, which you haven't had yet. right? And if you wanted that to stay on file so you could go back and look at it, you had to yeah. join the and pay a fee. Pay and, a
3: fee to the third-party right. administrator. That's and, what that's
2: about. And if you want to, yeah. instead of now cashing that check, which has now been activated, and you want an EFT, 1.8%. Yeah. So, yeah. come on. I mean, that's that's not – they're not even getting that's charged for that. That's the cost of
3: them doing business, and they're passing it on to the consumer. And
2: passing it directly yeah. on to yeah. – well, in this case, they're they're taking it from the consumer and not – now they're taking it from the people mm-hmm. they're paying, the, the right. people that are delivering the care. Right. Well, you so, know, Dr. Marshall so talked
3: broken. about uh, 74% are concerned and 70% don't even know what their costs are. Well, the rest of this survey indicated that 92% of adults believe that government can reduce by being transparent on the costs. For hospitals, for drug companies, for doctors. And yet, if you recall in one of our earlier shows, only 6% of hospitals' systems in America are complying with the January 1, 2022 uh, transparency law that went into effect almost a year ago.
2: Right. So, and just to remind our listeners, they're 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 willing to pay the fines. Yeah. They they had to post what things cost. Right. You know, just like a menu at a restaurant. And there was a basic. 6%. 6% of 100%. Now, I, I have heard recently that I believe it's the DOJ that's now responding yep. that yep. they are paying attention to that. Yep. Well, but, they're but, fining
3: hospitals, but, but they're not getting paid. They're paying the fees. Yeah, yeah. Hospitals would yeah. rather pay the fee because it's minimal right. than post their
2: rates. So, what does that tell you? Yeah, that, the the fees aren't fees, bad enough. The fees aren't rough <laughs> yeah. enough. Yep, they need
3: to. I think there's something it like fourteen thousand dollars. I mean, come on. So you're a ten billion dollar healthcare system, right. And fourteen thousand dollars is going to upset you.
2: Yeah. No. No. They've, that it was. I don't know. Probably a law that was passed. I could get out into the into yep. the news yep. and go out there and say, see, see what your congressperson That's right. is doing, That's right. we got this done. That's right. But it's absolutely yep. not changing yep. what we do. You know, the, the other thing mm-hmm. that was brought up at this same same conversation, same uh-huh. gentleman, was and it's it kinda of funny because he has he's gonna start listening to our show. He didn't know didn't know about the show. Oh good. But he said uh he goes. You know what I've noticed is when, when I've gone to like doctors that I've seen for a long time, and I go in and I have a, the, the same treatment I've had for years, mm-hmm. but then I've gone in and and walked out with a whole new bill that's ten times whatever I paid before, yeah. Yeah. and that's when I find out that the doctor was acquired by a hospital, right? And once again. Right. We're not being transparent about these, that these are supposed to be posted, and and they're really not. We've talked about this on the show a number of times. But,
3: you know, I think not only the costs, but more than half of the people that responded to this Robert Wood survey say that their cost of their health care has created sacrifices in their family, Mm -hmm. including delayed or skipping care. And additional pain and doing without their meds, yep. Doctor Mark. That's where it, the rubber meets the road.
2: Yeah, and add to that the pandemic because people were yep. already yep. stressed. Delaying the max, care, delaying care. Yep, yep. yep. No, I, and and I've seen that in in my patients where they've come through and I've almost started like, man, didn't we plan on doing this? Well, yep. you know, yep. you know wh- whether the fear is founded or not, it's a reality and it's going to yep. cost people's. It's already cost people's lives. It's going right. to. Going to diminish the their best yeah. potential outcome yeah. for issues, and, and, if, and at, it is. at worst, about the if it
3: doesn't cost lives, it creates comorbidities and chronic illnesses that people live with for the rest of their lives.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's not. There's yeah. no. Going, some some of the things. Okay. There's just no going back.
3: Yeah. Right. But so, you know, there's a couple other things uh, I want to mention about this. It also indicated that not only during this time while costs have gone up, uh, it's also that. Inflation is also going up due to the right. pandemic. Sure. Job. People have lost jobs at the end of 2020 and 21. And cost insurance for premiums continue to rise. Yeah. The, yeah so you getting hit on premiums. all yep. sides, Dr. Yep. Mark.
2: Oh, well, I mean, that's that's yep. always been the way there. Yep. There hasn't been in my memory a year when I renewed our health care for yep. the office for, for our family, yep. mm-hmm. that it's gotten cheaper. Yep. The only time we've had any savings is if we jumped to a, a new company that was trying to break into the market, yep. and within two years, they're up equal with, with the company that we left. Right. Right. So so it's, you're jumping around, and just jumping around, there's some resistance to doing that because you might lose a physician That's that right. you've been seeing, and, and or I'll just And i you've folks. had
3: to alter your benefits no, and, and put more towards the 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 member
2: oh yeah there's no there's no question you know there's that. no question it's been yeah the I see it every year mid-sized yeah. companies small companies just can't offer coverage no, mid-sized no. companies are seeing it eaten into any any type of profit right. so it is it's it's incredibly difficult and the well, huge companies are developing their own health care yep. plans. Yep. I mean, so you and see, and they're it, being that, self insured. Right, right. right.
3: You know the the other thing since 2016, premium plan premiums for a family have increased over 22 percent to over twenty two thousand so dollars a year. Doctor Mark. Five, five years, years. Wow. Twenty two percent. Man. And then you take everything else. I'll tell you, I bought gas this morning, mm-hmm. four dollars and seven cents a gallon. Dang. I could not believe it. What? $4.69 at Wawa. Really? Now that was premium. Yeah. But it was I haven't seen it wow. I haven't I seen cannot, it, go for $4. And here, it here was, in Florida, you know. And yeah. and I will tell you the spread between regular and premium was $0. 70 cents a gallon. I've yeah. never seen it that much. Yeah. So it was 3.35 for regular. Wow. Man. Highest I've seen it in well I, I actually, when I filled up last week, it was 382 for premium, and then went up to 406
2: You know, gas prices are something that I don't think any of us are ever going to understand. I think no. they're more politically relevant than anything too. else. Yep. But, uh, but man, I yeah. didn't, didn't realize. Yeah. I, I say
3: I, a couple bad words every time I look at that pump. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I know. And apparently, <laughs> you know, some some of these cars out here are eating a little more gas than we want them to anyway. Yep. But yep. Uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely and, guilty of that. In and, the you G- know,
3: what's interesting, we saw a uh, survey – I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, where the actual cost of electric cars is more than gas.
2: The cost of uh, function? Yeah. Well, I think the problem, and boy, we're we're way off. We way are. Off, we're way off topic. But, but let's it's keep all going. about
3: cost. Well, in living conditions. Well, it's
2: it's actually about how we get our energy, right? Because That's right. you got to charge right. the electric car, yep. And you're going to use fuel to create the electricity. So you're either burning coal or petroleum anyway. Right, and so I think as a as a society working in that direction, it makes sense, right. but we need to do more than just sell electric cars. We need right. to right. you know m- make sure that we're able to get energy in other in other yeah. ways. So. and
3: and going back to what we're talking about, the cost of health care increases outpaces both wage growth and inflation over the last five years, Dr. Mark, and yep. that's real concerning. Yeah.
2: I, yeah, I wonder. Concerned. I wonder if I would have. I would have guessed it had gone back before that because you know, yep. depending on where the the economy yep. is and and what level of recession we're into. Right. I mean, we're not going to see growth, but we always see increased in healthcare costs and insurance yep. policy costs. So it's just a it, we're gonna be we're gonna be chasing our tails. And at, yep. again, go back to. What we talked about yeah. in Medicare today, I mean right. that was that was a tw- that was about the twenty two percent increase that you discussed that's right, and that was in that's one right. year
3: and that 's all on the member
2: yeah the yeah, Medicare 100%. beneficiary and and, yep. and unfortunately. Yep. On the member and probably not known by the member. Yeah. I mean, until yeah. until it adds up. I don't know. Well, you say. know,
3: I I keep up with Medicare as you know. I do it every oh, absolutely. day. Absolutely, of course. And this hit me. It came out on uh, November the 12th, the, on right? the twelfth. Yep.
2: Yeah. Which yep. is last Friday. Yep. You know. So yeah, and yeah. It, came, it came out in a. In an opinion piece, right? That's yeah. That's where you yeah, saw it. Yeah. But, but I haven't seen it. I, w- I watched the news. So I haven't seen that in the news,
3: Larry. Well, you know, it's int- – no, I haven't seen it in the news either. But to kind of wrap this uh, segment up, mm-hmm. rising health care premium spending in the U.S. has reached $3.8 trillion this year. And that is equivalent to the entire revenue of the federal government, Dr. Mark. And so, it's so estimated
2: – it, So what what the U.S. is paying in insurance premiums?
3: is equal to the revenue of the federal government. Hmm. And by 2028, national health care expenditure is expected to go over $6 trillion, and that will match the total federal government budget. Wow. Those numbers you, are staggering. They are
2: staggering, Larry. Yeah. Well, when we come back, okay. I promise we're not going to talk about electric cars. No.
3: You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and uh, our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us, which, by the way, is a temporary email. We will be changing that in the future as we uh, continue to grow and uh, add to our communications. But Dr. Mark will be right back.
1: You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry.
4: Mark Chayot, MD practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical technology and education, accepting all major insurance. 407 228 or774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network,
1: preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, IPNetworkFlorida.com. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry.
2: Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're going to continue our conversation about healthcare. And Larry, I tell you, it was—we've been through a lot of stats and percentages. We um, the the trend is. More right, the right. the numbers keep right. getting bigger, and bigger those and numbers bigger. are actually yep. taking money out of people's pockets. I don't even know how tough.
3: big six trillion dollars is, Doctor Mark. Do you yeah, know how I, much that is? I'm not sure. Is trillion a real word? I don't, need, <laughs> I don't, you don't know. know. I don't
2: know. I don't know. Is it like a bazillion? Yeah, is it yeah, like exactly. a bazillion? I think yeah. so. Uh, no, it's got. It's just really gotten out of hand. But it's but you bad. know the, the other groups that continue. are Okay, let's the Dow like the Dow Jones Industrial Average yep. keeps going up yep. and up and up. It's so over
3: 35, 36
2: right. million. It's, it, yeah, yep. so it's it's really, there's there's growth in all these sectors, and we've got some news about, like one of the companies we've talked about a lot. It's yep. a 130-year-old company, Johnson & Johnson. Yep. So they Had just did one of the Pfizer vaccines. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah, we said j and J. I don't know how many times since we started right, this pop, right. this uh, radio show, mm-hmm. but but it's going on and on. They're going to split into two public companies. Now, what that means, is, you know, if you own Johnson & Johnson stock, soon that's going to be two different stocks. Two for one. Yep. Yep. And so they're going to do a split, and they'll probably – you know figure figure out how they're going to do it they haven't figured out yeah. what they're going to name these no. new companies but one is going to have their line of household items which yes. everybody knows their band-aids yep. and 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 laundry yeah, yeah, so all that stuff all the stuff yep. that that you're going to go out and, and get at the store yep. and the other will be their pharma division which works on drug yep. development other medications Medical and device, things, you know like yep. mm-hmm. obviously we've we've see see the vaccine the vaccine yeah so it'll break into those two areas and there's only one reason for them to do that. Money. That's right. Right. So, And
3: it's not going to happen until the end of next year. Right. Right.
2: I right. think there's still a lot of work that has yeah. to be done. You know, I'm sure the SEC has to figure out right. how are they going to determine- you know, what stock you know there's going to be lots of questions you'll have to talk to your uh, your stock trading advisor your that's financial right. advisor and that's see right. whether or not it's time to buy stock you own or sell J&J stock, stock or what, yeah. you know, what
3: you're going to do with that well this announcement definitely bumped up their stock a little bit i'm sure oh yeah oh yeah
2: sort of like biogen that's and Adahelm right. that's right you know? yeah, well, that's you know, right
3: that was short lived <laughs> yeah
2: to be fair i mean a lot of these announcements that's part of the design, right? right? And and even when a stock goes and, and splits, you know, so you can go a two for one or you know, to five mm-hmm. five to one split, yep. you typically see more money going into that company right. over at least a short period yeah. of time.
3: I want to do a disclaimer too, Doctor Mark. Go ahead. A few weeks ago, we talked about the stock of Amazon, right? And I said, well, it's definitely over six hundred dollars. It was actually right. at three thousand three hundred eighty dollars. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was
2: I wasn't going to do an online. You know, I wasn't going to do an Online uh, a, a call out on that, but yeah, no, it's <laughs> that's, it was, that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, and you bring up a good point because they have, <laughs> yeah. there's been discussion of that since it was the six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. To when are they going to yeah. have a split? Exactly, and it's just it not hasn't split. It, it's not their it's a, thing. They right. they and and you know many would argue mm-hmm. that if they split. And they they could do a ten to one yep. split, and they would they would they would bring okay. in more revenue. Yep. But they're yep. just not interested in doing that. But keep an eye out, exactly. Eye out. So uh, it,
3: that blew me away when I looked at that stock price. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
2: No, uh, that's one of the ones that I uh, typically follow. Yeah. And so yeah. it, the the total dollars out on that are yep. just astronomical as well. And we're going you know we're going to come back around and talk mm-hmm. about Amazon before we close the show. We today. are we are. So the J and J announcement actually it comes just days after on the heels yeah, of GE. Yeah, GE yep. had mm-hmm. the, a very similar announcement that they're going to split into three separate companies, Yes, and they're going to have a healthcare division, an aviation division, and an energy division. Yeah. And again, not sure what I'm things are going to be named. I'm not familiar
3: with their aviation division. Are you, Dr.
2: Oh, yeah, Oh, they make jet engines, sure. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Okay. Yep. okay. So so in their healthcare, they've got a lot of healthcare products um, that are out there. Um, the, the other things, like their appliance and whatnot, I don't, know if that's, I don't know where that's going to fit into, if that's going to fit into their energy... Energy division or not, or if energy is energy production,
3: appliance, uh, probably energy. Yeah,
2: I would think so. Yeah. So it is. They're going to split that up, and again, can't be more. So reason- is that
3: three for one, Doctor Mark? That's when a that three breaks, three for one.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think the stock price is a three for one. Yeah, no. no. But but what it will do is each one of those companies will now have their own internal administrative structure. And you could argue that they're just tripling up on how many C-suites they're dealing with, or maybe all those things already exist, and they're just making it more defined. I mean, we can't pretend You just mentioned
3: something that's really important. You know, with this split with J&J into two companies and split with GE into three, we're not talking about an umbrella company. These are separate corporations that they're breaking into separate a separate management separate leadership. Yep.
2: No. Yep. Not so sure there, any of them are going to pay taxes, but right. hey, you know that's just the way Probably it works not. in the United States. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it it will be it'll be interesting and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot more discussion and it's likely to be more important to investors. Than anybody else at this point, mm-hmm. right? And so it's an right. internal decision yeah. that that maybe maybe it'll become yeah. something interesting that we can talk about. But I yeah. I feel like it's not going to have any great effect on on healthcare, for instance, right? So because both of these groups have have big dollars in healthcare, but it's not going to change anything about right. their participation. Right. So.
3: Well, Dr. Mark, moving on to another topic, mm-hmm. uh, you have been such a leader in our community in regard to surgical using opioids pre and during and post-surgery. Right.
2: Well, and, let me clarify okay. the opposite of that, right? Right. So it cutting out opioids. Yeah. Cutting out opioids.
3: Right. Yep. Right. Okay. So a California Orange County Superior Court just recently said that drug companies are not liable for their state's opioid crisis in California. A state judge in California ruled a couple weeks ago that four drug companies cannot be held liable for their state's opioid epidemic. I thought that was interesting. And those companies are Allergan. Endo, J and J, and Tiva, but the attorneys representing these four California counties argued that these drug companies used false and misleading marketing to push up the sale of their prescription opioids. What yes. do you think of that, Doctor? Well,
2: Martin? I mean, I think it's going to be going to the Supreme Court because I think there's been a yep. lot of decisions um, at the top level. The the DOJ has had big decisions against. Against uh, yep. Purdue, um, there's a bankruptcy filing for Malincrot and, and cases against Malincrot. Yep. So, I mean, there, there's there is precedent that these companies can be responsible, but it's a case right. by case. So, when we talk about Purdue, you know, and mm-hmm. that, that's what I told you about that that dope sick. Right, so that's right, the story right, behind right. OxyContin. I mean, that that made sense. But even those settlements are settlements with the companies, not necessarily the owners. Right. Um, I, that well, was well.
3: This a, this lawsuit actually had tens of billions of dollars in potential payment if they had lost that case. Sure, sure. And I I think it's interesting, too, that one of the uh, areas where they defended it, they claimed that the biggest opioid problem in America today is illegal fentanyl. Coming right. into this country, and right. we've talked about that in the past. We have,
2: we have. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to do a little mm-hmm. homework and see what Allergenendo and J yeah. and Tiva. What meds, I'm not even sure yeah, about what Tiva. Their, I don't yeah.
3: know that company.
2: Yep. So. Yeah. But at this point, that's you know that's out of California. I mean, yep. these all these companies operate yep. in every state, yep. and so that's just one place that's right. that's making a statement. And I'm sure that precedent right. will be brought up in f- further uh, further accusations and yep. cases. But, but let but me we'll read one
3: are, one statement that all. All four companies put out together and it says actions relating to the marketing promotion of these pain drugs were appropriate and responsible and did not cause any public nuisance that's
2: the statement that's the statement okay well mm-hmm. go uh, go tune in to dope sick man it's it'll that's right. change everything that you think right. about this stuff that's right. all right well the latest report of fraud in our healthcare system Talk about that Larry.
3: Unbelievable. A new investigation for the Department of HHS found that in 2016, private insurance companies billed the federal government for 9.2 billion dollars in questionable payments.
2: Mm. Nine
3: yep. billion dollars. I mean, every week, though. does not so, anybody check these claims yep. before so, they pay last? Them?
2: <laughs> last week, we talked about United suing Team Health for a couple billion dollars, yep. and a, so so that's so that's flipping the flipping the switch yep. on that one, it right? Is. I mean, how much money is being spent in the court yep. system because people just can't do what they're supposed to do? But I mean, Dr. Mark, how do you send out billion.
3: nine billion dollars in unchecked claims?
2: Oh, they do it all the time. That's insane. I mean, and and. There's so much of the process that is automated, and a lot of these things are based on how – the 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 procedure or whatever the service was rendered, but how they code that patient's exactly. risk It's right? called
3: Medicare risk adjustment. Right. Now that's so, in the Medicare side, right?
2: But but yeah. they but they do the same kind of thing, yep. because well, at, actually, at your levels, like when we see a patient in the office, there are certain levels that we get paid. You can right, see right. Uh, simple, low, yep. medium, or high level involvement your and so, evaluation yeah. and management and,
3: codes, and you yep. could
2: be yep. evaluating them for the same thing, right? But right. based on you know the the complexity of the the patient situation this, so if you're always doing the high and you're going to get away with it for a while until you're going to get audited right that's right in fact i got a phone call once because the uh, one of the groups said hey you're you're not using the low code enough or no i'm sorry you're you're using the low code too much you're not using the high code enough oh, so wow. i wasn't billing enough right so that triggered and an you're algorithm. probably doing that
3: from a position of caution
2: well, yeah, it just, or you made just sense. felt like that was it appropriate. just made sense, right? Yeah. It seemed yeah. to fit, right. and, and as a specialist, you tend to see more similar right. complexities of right. problems. Right. And so, I mean, it was just kind of funny because they had an algorithm that would send up a flag if anybody was outside that bell curve of you know one, two, or three, and it didn't matter if you were not char- not charging the insurance company enough money or too much, you still right. got flagged.
3: Well, you know, it's interesting that fraud is not just about Medicare. That's no. just the tip of the iceberg. According to this report from the uh, Journal of the American Medical Association, total waste in U.S. health care last year, you ready for this, Dr. Mark, equaled $935 billion. Wow. Now, if you look at a $3.8 trillion dollar, that's twenty five percent of the total dollar spent could have been considered fraud and abuse wow that's a,
2: that's amazing and 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 you just You just made the definition of trillion because it's going to be a thousand billion. That's right. So, oh, man, we're learning today. (laughs) I I, I said we would never do math on this show. That was something I was really worried about. Yep. Man, that's that's incredible.
3: Where does this stop, Dr. Mark? I know we're running out of time today, but we've had a great discussion. And let's just talk for another 30 seconds or so as how do we rein this in, Dr. Mark? You're a physician.
2: Now, well, I think... We we start pointing things out like this waste right. Right? right and like the fraud. And those are things that absolutely positively do not help the people. Right. Right. So well, it if,
3: indicates that almost twelve percent of the health care costs in America are considered over treatment.
2: Or, or non-treatment. Or non-treatment, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's where we have to start. We have to start on things that are not going to cut into the quality or the delivery system of health care. We have to look at things that are going to clean up the administrative garbage that doesn't need to be there. We need to figure out a way to simplify how people are billing things and how they're getting paid and not go back and waste all the time in front of the courthouse and, you know, fighting. I mean, literally, we could go back and forth and just have a show where we talk about who sued whom exactly. and then reverse the the, the tables. So, exactly. so I mean, I, I would think that's where we start. We start
3: yeah, at cleaning up the waste. I agree. And, you know, what a great conversation today. Next week, we're going to talk about where Amazon could go next in healthcare. There's a lot of things going on there, Dr. Mark, and we've kind of kept up with that Absolutely. over the last few uh, months. But great conversation today. Great being with yep. you again today. You're listening to Healthcare Now, The Truth About U.S. Healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. And uh, our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us, which by the way is a temporary email. We will be changing that in the future as we uh, continue to grow and uh, add to our communications. And we'll see